everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to... Bleh, 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 bleh. We're not going to try that again. Just keep that in there. Yeah. Here, do you want me to do it? Hey, everybody, oh. and welcome to The Void. Let's see if you want to try it? No. Okay. I will, if you don't want to. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated... Bleh. Let's try this a third time. <laughs> if you don't make it this time, I'm leaving. All right. <laughs> no pressure. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they are blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with someone who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based company, please do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, it's so freaking hot outside. It is. Dude, it's been hot. Like, last week was okay. Yeah. When you were gone. Right. Yeah, it was, it was nice and rainy and yeah, cool out. 70. Week before that, it was 100 every day. And so far this week, it's been 100 every day. Yep. It's only it's Tuesday. hot. I was exhausted when I got home. And yesterday, my AC quit working again. The, hmm. Yeah. The drain, the condensate drain keeps getting plugged up. And so, uh, it, yeah. and that's what it was the other day when we thought it froze. Yeah. The condensate drain gets plugged up, and then it gets full. It's got a sensor on it, and it gets full and shuts down. You need to clean that coil, dude. The coil's fine. It's just a, a bunch of gunk underneath it. The so, coil gets gunk bolt, built up on it, and then as it's running, running condensation, off of it. that stuff builds in the bottom. Yeah. You need to clean the whole thing. Get you some coil cleaner. Get some foam coil cleaner from Ferguson. Yeah. They got. It's it, super it's, freaking clean, though. Yeah, you think maybe, that. Maybe on the inside it's off, not. First off, you think that it's four inches thick. Yeah. You know, so on the inside, no, yeah. not so much. Yeah, I... My, got her, my got, air quit working. Ugh. Yeah, got it. Ugh. Got it restarted last night. Went to the skate park with my son. We were there for like thirty minutes, and my wife texts me. She's like, "The air's not working again. It's eighty-three in our bedroom." I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> Takes five seconds to get that hot. Yeah, Man. it doesn't take long at all, dude. It's been so hot. It's been brutal. Yep, but we're back running now. We're good. What's it gonna be? What is it? August? Must First week nice. of August? Huh? Must be nice. Must, oh, yeah. You're... Austin's been battling AC crap, only he can't fix his own because he rents. Yeah. So he's got this crappy-ass landlord that, what are you on, like, new air conditioner number six now? It's, it's been, like, on and on over the, over the past, like, six or seven months. So what they're doing is each time that we say, hey, it's not working, they, they act like it's some new thing. Yeah. And so it's like, so if I replace your transmission and it breaks two weeks later, does that mean I fixed it? Yeah. No. No. So every time they're just like, well, this is this is a new, you know. Yeah. We no. fixed it last time. Uh, really? Because no, it's not working again. So I, I've you, been. You know, you can pay someone to come over and look at it. I've been I've been you helping. You have to use them. Can you, you could call a service company and say, hey, look, I live at a rental. I've been trying to get them to fix it. I am willing to pay you your service rate to come out here and look at it. Guys will come out there and look so at it. So I mean, if you have how much cash you got, I mean, I'll come out there and look at it. <laughs> it's I mean, um, it, well, they're replacing it. What tomorrow? Yeah. So I was talking the indoor with, unit and the outdoor. I was unit, talking though. with like the property manager, and she 
put in the passive aggressive thing. She's like, "Well, do you want do you want uh, two mobile AC units since you guys say it's so hot there?" I, I said, "No, said, no, I want three. <laughs> what I said, I said, "No, I just want my AC fixed." Yeah, yeah, and that's the passive aggressive comeback. Yeah, lives in an apartment and he got a four hundred dollar electric bill from running the mobile unit and his AC that ain't working for shit. So yeah. I told him he needs to ask him for reimbursement on that electric yeah. bill so since I, it's their shitty equipment that caused yeah, it. Yeah, I would, and then I'd be moving. Yeah. You could actually use that to break your lease. Well, the thing is, too, I called, and I, I said that they're, I said they're close to breaking the lease, which they really were. And this lady called me back 10 minutes later saying she was very adamant that we weren't that they weren't breaking the lease. But I'm just like, why are you so quick to call me back to let me know? I'd like, have told her, I'd been like, like you know what? If this I, will be our last conversation. The next one, I'll just have my attorney call you. Yeah. Counsel. He, he's the he's counsel. The, he's the one that is handling it all because mm. I'm not smart enough to read the lease, even though you are. Right. You know. Well, the thing you is, just too, play dumb. The thing is, too, like if it's if they're not the ones in violation of the lease, why were they so quick to call me back? Like it was like ten yeah. minutes later, like, well, yeah, we heard you said that yeah. so you're violation of the lease, and like, well, you're not. And their whole thing is the mobile unit. I'm like, we can't huddle around. You know this, like a, a mobile yeah. AC unit. It's like we have it on sixty-seven, and our house won't go below by like below like seventy-eight degrees. Yeah. First yeah. off, you can huddle around one. So my dad's farmhouse, he didn't put air conditioning in that until I after I moved out. Right. So in the summertime, we had one window unit that was downstairs, and we mm. like three of us would sleep down there on the floor because it was so fucking hot. Yep. And too, it like my so my wife has epilepsy, and he really affects her seizures. And the day that the first day I called, I think I was with Mitch. Mm-hmm. She had fallen and like busted her head like on the corner of a cabinet. So I call furious. Yeah. And then I call the next day. And then that's my goal. I'm like, I'm calling every single day. Right. That's what I'd do. I, and then I'd call an independent heating and cooling guy, and then I'd pay that guy, and then I'd take that bill and be like, you're paying for this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny. If they've been replacing them, there's probably kink in the line set somewhere. Right. Well, that's what they're doing this time. They're actually, tomorrow, what they're planning on doing is replacing <coughs> the outside and the inside, just the whole system all together. And the thing is, they're acting like, Again, this is like a new instance, and so it's like, no, it's been going over the months. Right. And how many times have they replaced it? Because I've been on, the, I've overheard you on the phone hearing them say, "We're giving you a whole new unit." Yeah, I think this is maybe the number three, maybe <laughs> over the so, course. They've got so six put, old units in the back that they're just snipping, clipping. The, yeah. the coil inside is probably so plugged up you can't see through it. Yeah, and they're just. Three new units, and they're still not fixing it. Yeah. One of the the lady called me, she was like, I don't think we're on, like, the same page. I'm like, we're not, because you say one thing, I call, they say something different. I get an email saying something different. And then the maintenance guy, he was coming in, and they're so quick to be like, oh, we'll be in touch with you, as they're walking out the door. Right. It all revolves (laughs) around money, though. You tell Mm -hmm. them that you're done paying the lease Mm -hmm. until they hold up their end of the lease, and all of a sudden shit will get fixed quickly. And the trick you you tell me worked well whenever I brought up the violation at least like like within 10 minutes like this is the first time they've yeah. called me back and been like hey yeah like they know that yeah and I'm then asking them enough. for reimbursement on the mm, yeah they're uh, yeah. still not budget on that i'm just like i don't understand how not only am i without ac i'm i'm paying like double just have yeah. i'm sure there's an attorney that goes to your church and mm-hmm. say hey dude will you just write me a letter that's all i need yeah they'll probably write it for you for free and mm. send it to them yeah because when, when you get attorney's letters, people are like, oh, okay. Right. They just think you're full of shit up until then. And I think, too, what I think I can kind of get, like, I can get ugly, but like I try not to. Uh, so they kind of know me yeah. as, like, oh, it's Austin. He's kind of fun. At the at the moment your wife's passing out and hitting her head on the ground, it's perfectly okay to get really ugly. Yeah. yeah. 
especially while you're still paying them and you're not getting shit in return. Yeah, I wouldn't be paying them. Mm-hmm. I just would have stopped. I would have stopped paying after the first time. I'd have been like, well, well yeah. But they broke again. I'll see uh, when it's fixed and it's yeah. been running. If it runs for a full week, I'll start paying my rent. Again. Well, that's that's what I told them. Mm-hmm. I said the moment you go a full month with proper working AC is the moment that you'll re- give them all their rent. Back due rent and everything, but until then, yeah, you got nothing. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. They can't evict you for that. And I think too the whole when I brought about the termination of lease, they I think that that sort of jolted something because it's like you know the person she was even like oh you can actually call me directly or this number so she was like. Yeah, you know, like that sparked something. Like, it's all about money. The yeah. thing is, too, that it sucks you don't learn all that stuff till you're older. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're trying to be like, oh, we you have a, it's like, oh, we have a mobile AC unit. I'm like, yeah, but my <clears> bill is four hundred dollars. I'm not gonna run. And the thing is, that's not adequate for the yeah. whole apartment. You're spending twice as much to run it, and it's heating or cooling half the apartment. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. On top of that, you're still spending your full lease payment. Mm-hmm. So not me. Yeah, I'm not I, paying shit. Yeah, come and get it, motherfuckers. Ironically, <laughs> come and get it. That's along the lines of today's show topic. You know, when you say stuff like that, you shouldn't say it like we've planned the conversation we just had. No, we didn't. We didn't. No, no but, but I'm saying when you say stuff, you're yeah. you're like super. Um, like a news segue. Sh- yeah, yeah. You're, it's <laughs> like you're, you're DJ on local radio. Yeah. But it was, it was just kind of funny, though, because I got what I wanted. So there's a couple things that let slide whenever she tried to do the passive aggressive thing. Like, well, since you say it's so hot, you want a second one? I said, no, I just want my AC to work. Right. And yeah, so see, like, I know that doesn't I, work, dude. This is I, America. You got to be like, no, nah, bitch, I want three ACs. <laughs> yeah. I want three and is, I want them plugged in right now. But their thing is like, well, they're going to, like, they're not budging whatsoever on the reimbursing they're just like so what you do is you say i want those acs but i want them plugged in on your power not mine mm-hmm. <laughs> just that have way. like eight extension cords from their main building <laughs> yeah. to your building you yeah. them in. that's awesome the extension cord in the hallway just <laughs> right in well, yep. we talked about before is like with mitch is uh i'm pretty like scattered so they're they, they count on people who don't pay attention and mark down when something goes wrong and like when they've called and so it's like it's already been like a month and then you're just like well like, you know that they've been out so many times, but, like, you don't have a documentation. Got a document, right. man. And so that's where – that's what I've been learning, too, is just like, okay, this day I called here. That's what email is amazing for. Mm-hmm. Documents everything, time and date stamp. Yeah, and what I think people didn't realize when text messaging started coming out full-fledged, and they're like, no, I didn't say that. And you're like, yeah, but you were too afraid to talk to me, so you sent me this text yeah. that shows you're a complete – liar and full of shit yeah. because it's right here i had a man know? i had a manager that that was sort of her, her mantra I was like if there was ever like a tense situation she would never text over because she didn't want to not that not that she was going to but she didn't want to get caught up in being like you know miss text something or like realizing something can be taken the wrong yeah. way right yeah so she just I didn't want to we be... had a whole half a show about that yeah mm-hmm. about just talking about oh, is that an exclamation point right are they mad is that a question should what, we use emojis what what is it and i've learned too like the emojis don't help they make it worse because <laughs> i don't know what half of them fucking i know what the poop emoji means but i only that could be bad or good that's where you use gifts Okay. You can have a whole conversation with just gifts. No, you can't. And then, too, like, <laughs> no, just not a good one. You ever send a bad gift to someone, like, on accident? Like, uh, whoops, that's yeah. not what I meant to send? <laughs> or, or, no, you'll send a gift, but, like, whenever you send it, it, it's not, it doesn't play through the whole thing, or it's, like, glitchy, and you just, yeah. like, it looks funny, and you send it, and then it's like, oh. Wait, wait a minute. That's yeah. not what I meant. Good yeah. old GIF. Yep. 
But also, too, just like keeping communication clean where it's like, okay, it's one phone call, one email, and that's it. Not like the couple texts here, then then two emails, and then like I got to read the email, then yeah, all like one channel. Yep. Yep. So Austin's had a tough couple of weeks. He has. Yeah, I'm just. Understandably. You know what the next goal would be? Mm. Move out. Yeah, that's where. Get your own spot. Yep. Because you know what's coming next, spot. right? Mm. Even after they've treated you all like this, they're going to do what every landlord does and tell you your rent's going up next year. Yep. Yeah. You're like, wait, so I get to pay more for the same shitty service I had last yeah. year? Mm-hmm. Time to start socking that money away, bud. Yeah, and so I'm just kind of, I'm kind of bracing for whatever they try to. So here's the thing, like on the violation of leases, once I started thinking about it, so we had our dog on our back porch, and apparently he like peed and I got on the the neighbor downstairs porch. <laughs> On, the, on their porch or on the neighbor? On the porch. Okay. So just only by hearsay, they give us a violation of the lease notice on our door, and you get three strikes. So I'm just thinking they're so, so quick to so give me a violation the of the lease. Two Go, more times do you still have that piece of paper? Of lease. Uh, I'm not for sure if I do. If you try to find it, mm-hmm. white everything out, go photocopy it. Mm-hmm. And literally every time your AC doesn't work, you go slap that violation of lease notice <laughs> on their door. Mm, that'd be awesome. I That's mean, a, honest you, to God, sir. And, and if it, but if it doesn't say in the lease that you can do that to them, it doesn't. Well, doesn't, it says it says it's, two it's weeks. It's just a well, sarcastic. I guarantee you, the lease says that your apartment has heating and air, air conditioning. I think it says they have two weeks to fix it. Yeah, but and, there's probably nothing in the oh two weeks. Two weeks to fix it for. Uh, you, you've been without AC for much longer than two weeks this yeah. year. Yeah, and they tried to keep saying, "Oh, well, you have a mobile AC unit, so it's like it's fixed." It's no, like, no, yeah. it's not. But no. he doesn't have to record. He doesn't have to post that it's not working. That's not going to help him. It's I, just I, a, that's just a real punch in the in the gut. I like yeah. it. No, I almost I'm, got like. I mean, that's exactly you. what I would do. I thought about getting a white poster board and putting it outside and be like zero days. Right. Since working <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zero passive. days with without AC. And that's, I'm just like, this is our last year AC. here. Might as well just write it. The thing is, so here's my point is like they gave us a like a violation at least notice on our door just by hearsay. Yeah. Like so anybody could have said anything about it. Like they had no well, proof. You could, well, this is where money is power. Mm-hmm. So say that did happen two more times, and you and they they decide they want to evict you and use mm-hmm. it. You could literally go to court and be like, "No, prove it." Yeah, yeah, prove it. And if you had the money to pay an attorney and you had the money to fight them, mm-hmm. then they would owe you. But it's like how you can only get as much justice as you can afford to buy. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the real America. And here, here's yep. the thing: is too like. That's why I changed my mindset. I'm like, okay, if they're so quick to give a violation of lease, like violation of lease on like a hearsay, then I should have no problem bringing up the violation of lease, which right. something that's been happening for months. And so it's like they get all offensive whenever it's at them. Yeah. But they're so quick to just be like, and you need to door. have that. You need to have that conversation with them very candidly too, and just mm. be like, look, here's a big problem <clears throat> I have with the way you're treating me. Mm. Is off of a neighbor's complaint, you have no proof, no nothing. You gave me a violation of lease letter, which is literally one of three strikes. Mm-hmm. However, you haven't given me a functioning AC for months. Mm-hmm. And through your actions, my electrical bill has now doubled. Yeah. So how is that not a violation of the lease? You have that straightforward conversation with them, and you don't do it over the phone. You do that where you can look them in the eye, mm-hmm. and you'll get well a lot of results. Is it a big apartment complex? This is pretty big. There's like 12 or 13 buildings and they probably yeah so if he were so if he were to go down there and do that none of them give a shit 
The only thing that would matter is if an attorney sent them a letter that said the same thing. Yeah. Like, if he goes down there, no one cares. Right. If I was running that, I'll just be honest. If I was running that, and this one guy comes down, and he's like, well, yeah, Right. Whatever, bro. Yep. You know, I mean, that's going in the who gives a they shit got, file. Yeah. They got so because many layers of front not, office that don't care. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And yep. they're just, that's the why only you, thing that works is lawyers' letters, but then you've got to pay for that. Yeah. It's easier just to be like, okay, how do I get out of this? Mm-hmm. And then get out. So you go find an attorney and you say, hey, you want some free headshots? Mm. Well, that's Trade what I said. You. Just ask somebody at your church. I'm sure someone will write you a letter for free. Trade you some headshots for a letter. Mm. And that's the thing, too. It is takes like, 20 minutes to type up a letter. Right. Mm. And, too, it's like just about sort of the power you hold. Like with their point of view, unless you do the withholding, the you know, some of the rent thing, it's like they're like, well, we'll just move someone right into there. Yeah. But then the argument care. is like, well, you're going to either fix the AC now or whenever they move it. Yeah, you got to fix it either way. <laughs> yeah. So they don't care though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't care. It becomes it's, a spite thing at that well, point. And then you ask them, "What's the cost to get a new tenant versus renew my lease?" Mm-hmm. Well, for for them, probably nothing. Yeah, the place know. is probably nice. Yeah, the thing is, uh, nice without AC. <laughs> yeah. Well, too like there <laughs> they was show in the evening. No one knows. <laughs> there was one time I called out to AC and they go, "Oh, well, we hadn't heard from you, so we assumed that it was working." Yeah. And I'm like, so the whole thing has been like spotty communication from different people. If you this whole time. That's a veil of, they, they do yeah. that stuff on purpose. Yeah. It's, Lots of companies do that stuff on purpose. My engine blew on my car. Well, we hadn't heard from you, so we thought it fixed itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Can you imagine if it. I said that to a customer? Like, my water <laughs> heater quit working. Oh, well, we didn't hear from you, so we assumed your water heater started working again. <laughs> well, like, like with the... Uh, holy shit. Well, what happened is they actually forgot to take the bubble AC unit back because... They apparently got it fixed Craigslist. or whatever, and so I was sold. like, "They the double AC unit's still here." So I assumed you're still coming out. Like, well, we assumed that you know you it was fixed since so we hadn't heard from you. Yeah, that was the solution. But we they gave you a mobile. <laughs> the entire point of this whole conversation is move out, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, you it's hold the power. To, it's time to move, bro. Mm. You hold the power. Move out. A part of me though is just like, what other shots can we take that are going to get us? Oh, you, I like your zero days. Yeah. Zero days yeah. with a functioning AC. That's mm. just for fun. Because like, they can't really get on you for that. I feel like, Oh, cause... I'm sure they could. It's a violation oh, of their yeah, decoration sure. policy. Or... Yeah, there's something in well, there. Well, I think you put it on our back porch to where like, the neighbors can see it. You know? Paint it on the inside, the outside of your back curtains and then leave your curtains closed. <laughs> yeah, because that's your stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. And it's inside your apartment. That's, that's your own At decoration. Christmas, I have like like lights around it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I don't need to, I don't, I don't, like, I don't have to put like dry erase just because it's never going to get fixed. Just put up a sign that says just I pay rent. <laughs> just permanent mark. I, I pay rent for no AC and just yeah. put a big app like by the road. Yeah. I like, actually thought live, about live here, like a picketer. Live here uh, for X amount of rent and no AC and just yeah. leave it on the corner. Well, actually, that's... Sort of like the vengeful phase you go through when you're thinking about all these things. I'm like, I just want to, you know, put a little picket sign in the, in the grass. I just quit paying them. Yep. So I just quit writing checks. I saw a, uh, this was like a sales motivational thing, but it was just kind of one of those make you think type of things. But it was a, it was a comic drawing of two kids in neighboring driveways, and both of them had lemonade stands. One of them had lemonade 25 cents a cup. The next door neighbor had lemonade, 50 cents a cup. And then in big letters in parentheses under it, it says made with clean water. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, 
All you got to do is raise doubt that the 25 cent lemonade's not made with clean water and you can make bank, right? So yeah. to your point there, it's like rent 750 with AC. Yeah. Yeah. That's the political system we Here's live the thing into. Is, All yeah. they have to do is give give you 1 inch of doubt and then lie to you and you're like, "Oh, is it the truth?" They don't even have to lie to is you. They just the have truth? to give you what one I don't know what it is. 1 inch of doubt made with clean water. Oh my like, god. What, they what, didn't what, say there is isn't. It didn't cause cancer, so maybe you should try. It. <laughs> like so that, I, Yeah. That's the next conversation too cuz the thing is it's like it doesn't have to get ugly, but like cuz like the next month run is like it's like a month out cuz it's the beginning of the month obviously. Right. So it can be like Starting next month, if the AC isn't fixed, so then yeah. it's like they won't care. Next month, September, dude, it'll be cold out. You won't even know if it's not working. Yeah. You, we say that it's still pretty hot in September. Yeah, so that'd be yeah, kind of a way be. of being able to put your foot down, but not have to be like, oh, it's like tomorrow. I gotta like you know figure out if these guys are gonna right try to do something stupid. I'm right, just quit paying them. That's my go-to. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> you so, want to what? Ironically, what the topic of today's today? show. Is do we have a topic? Yeah, it's controlling your customer experience, the the experience you give the customer plays right into this. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't view Austin as a customer of his, you know, property management company or his, his apartment building, but he is. He's absolutely a customer. Yeah. So a tenant is a customer. Absolutely. So um, we, I just got back from a vacation in Cancun. Amazing trip. We had two incidences which inspired this show. And these incidents weren't, like, horribly bad. Like, I still had a blast in them. But there were just moments where our, you know, we're customers down there, right? And so our experience was significantly altered by the actions of the people we were giving our money to. And and it's like, dang, there is, there is definite ways to have, uh, to, to give your customers an amazing experience, and there's definite ways to give your customers a horrible experience, and uh, you're in total control of the entire thing, right? So like for us and the plumbing company, we can choose to give amazing service or we can be the stereotypical plumbers that just come in there and fix something and then leave. And we don't have good conversations with them. We don't smile. We don't, we're not clean. We don't wear uniforms, you know, whatever the case may be. And yeah, we got it fixed. Yes, technically we did what we were paid to do. However, it's all of the additional facets of the customer experience which help you grow your business. So we had we had one incident where um, we it was it was through like a water adventure company, right? They they offer water type adventures. So like you could rent jet skis, you could go parasailing, you could go snorkeling, yeah. you could do all this stuff, right? And they they had a deal for. It was $189 a person, and you got to pick three activities. And so my wife and I each paid our $189, and the activities that we chose were parasailing, which I could take it or leave it. My wife loves it. Ugh, boring. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm up. I can see cool stuff. Allow me down to go do something fun. Yeah. Um, the um, We did a, like a ferry tour to um, the adjacent island, Isla Mujeres. Uh, that was included in there, and then 189. So I mean, oh, that was kind of cool. Right. Should have been like 189 on its own. Let me ask you. So when we went, we did that same thing. It was a booze cruise the whole way out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, all free, the free crappy tequila the whole way there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm I not mean, it so was fun. 
I, I, it's like a splash of tequila with a whole bunch of sugar. Like, I, I don't think you I get drunk. Remember. I think you're on a sugar high is what it is. I think that when I got off the boat from the on the booze cruise on the way back, I was completely hammered. Were you? Yeah. I think your like, pancreas was shutting down from all the sugar. Things could have changed, too. That was also 18 years ago when right, we went. Right, So It's probably same boat, though. One of the other things we did was they advertised it as <laughs> you and your partner, spouse, whatever, whoever you're with, you know, your couple, you could have your own private little speedboat. Who? excuse me. You could have your own private little speedboat. <laughs> you okay? And you <laughs> could blast across the lagoon in Cancun and... And blast through the jungle and then go snorkeling. Okay? Yeah. So we do that one. And these speedboats are like 10 feet long. They're two-person. They have a little 30-horse outboard motor on them. (laughs) They have a spoiler on them for some stupid reason, (laughs) right? But um, Mexico loves those spoilers, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. So anyway, next thing I know, we're in a group of 20 boats doing this. So a group of 40 so people. it's just a line doing five mile an hour? And so they, they have all these boats on their little dry dock things, and they tell you how to operate them and, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, throttle, got it. You know, they only you know, turn everything. They don't have brakes, right? So keep your distance. <laughs> and they you shit their boats. <laughs> right. All this kind of stuff. So then they, they get everybody in the boats, and they say, we're going to push you off. And there's, there's kind of like a little marina <clears> area <throat> there. And they say, just troll around the marina area until everybody's ready. And then... We're all going to go in a line across the lagoon. And the lagoon's like four miles wide. It's it's enormous. And so we're going to go across the lagoon in a line. And then we're going to go through the jungle. The path through the jungle is like windy and curvy. And it's like 30 or 40 feet wide. So you really don't have any options there. Yeah. Right? Um, and then you go to another part of the, the lagoon. And again, it's like two miles wide. And you're... You know, stay in a line, go across that lagoon. Then we go out into the open ocean on these tiny little fucking boats. But you're, <laughs> you're behind a reef. You go out in the open ocean yeah. and, and go snorkeling, right? So we go across the first section of lagoon. And, like, literally everybody is in, I mean, a direct <laughs> line in front of each Doing other. four mile like, an hour. Like, you're in the, the uh, cavitated water from the boat in front of you. And, and I mean, you're going... 15, 20 miles an hour, maybe. Like, as fast as a little 30-horse outboard would go. Maybe 30 miles an hour. I had a so, 25 on my 16-foot aluminum boat, and it would do 20 miles an hour. Yeah. So, so now, but, now, I'll say this. From half throttle and beyond, the speed did not change. So, I think they had the, <laughs> the throttle levers geared up a little bit. But anyway. Um, uh, so, we go across the first section, and it's like, this is fucking boring. Yeah. And, and they, they, they told everybody, like, do you have a guide in front of your group? And the guide will give hand signals, but don't pass the boat in front of you. Don't race. Yeah. Don't zigzag. Out of, out and of, all of this stuff, right? I've been in trouble. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, here we go across the first one, blah, blah, blah. We go through the jungle. We got to turn slightly, like, got it. <laughs> and then we go across the next one and I'm like, this is fucking boring. Like I wanted to stare at more than just the back of the boat in front of me. And so I moved my boat over about 15, 20 feet. I got just outside the wake of the boat in front of me. Okay. Now you're going 30 miles an hour. So, so the, it's not like your wake's overly wide. No. Right. Um, and so I got just outside the wake in front of me. I may be 15, 20 feet off the center line of the whole line of boats. Next thing I know, the guide in front 
brings the whole show to a stop. He turns around and comes to me. I never passed the boat in front of me. I wasn't zigzagging anything. I was literally going in the line. I was just outside so I could get kind of a clearer view of what's in front of me. And and he stops the entire show. And then there's a guy behind, you know, bringing up the rear too. Both those guys come up near my boat and they start like chastising me, acting like I was the most dangerous person they'd ever seen in their life. They were like, if you can't follow directions, we're going to have to take you back and blah, blah, blah. And we're doing this for your safety. And, you know, we know the safe path through this water. And so, you know, if if you were to hit something with that boat, you have to pay for it. Like, You should have been like, dude, first off, we're in Mexico. I am paying for shit. Right. Well, I'm like, okay, this lagoon's two miles wide. Yeah. You're telling me that you know the exact 15-foot-wide safe path through this lagoon, and if we're 15 feet outside of that, I'm at risk of damaging your boat? I'd have told him, take me back. Right. I'd have been like, yeah, take me back. This fucking sucks. So I started mooing, because I felt like a like a cow, <laughs> right? Like, like, what the hell? Where do you... fucking mooing. I wasn't, like, mooing at him. Like, he went on his way. My wife's now super embarrassed, because they stopped the whole show, right? Did and you so, tell her, look, we're never going to see any of these people again. Right, right. Like, don't worry about it. And and so anyway, we get up to where we're snorkeling. And now they, and I even mentioned to my wife before, I'm like, if they were going to be this fucking strict about it, like they give you a steering wheel and a throttle, but you can't turn the wheel unless they tell you yeah, and you can't just, throttle it they unless they tell you. just tie the boats together. That's what I told her. I said, they should have just tied all these fucking boats in a line and drug them across here because that's essentially what you're doing. And so we get to where we're snorkeling. Oh, should have did the sea dues. We get to where we're snorkeling, and they tie all the boats together in a rope with a rope. And I'm like, huh, they should have used this rope the whole fucking time. And my yeah. wife's like, stop it. Well, then the boat next to me was the one right behind us. And and he, they're from, I think they're from Australia. And um, he had a pretty heavy accent. He's like, how long have you been married? And I said, 15 years. And he goes, you should know by now that when you're married that long, you don't make decisions anymore. You have a wife to make every decision for you. Was he serious? I think so. And I, I said, that sounds horrible. <laughs> well, then the guy's wife was in the next boat over and she starts like, you know, my daughter got really scared whenever you went outside the wake. It was kind of messing up the waves for her and making it really hard for her. to. These 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 boats throw like a like a four inch tall wake. Right. Like it's nothing. And. <laughs> And, uh, you know, all of this stuff. And and then the guy piped up again and said something about, you know, should have just listened to your wife or whatever. And I'm like, well, I don't know where you're from, but where I'm from in America, we have this little thing called freedom and we do what the fuck we want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and now my wife's like super embarrassed, right? Yeah. So, See, and, oh, man, I don't even want to. I shouldn't even say anything. But But that was the inspiration for this show is like. I have no doubt that in the history of that company doing that event, they've probably had oh, somebody some drunk jackass fucking off wrecked a boat. Doing donuts, racing, you know, whatever the case may be. I get it. I totally get it. My big issue with their whole thing was it was sold to us as the freedom of you and your own personal speedboat blasting across the lagoon and blasting through the jungle. And it was everything other than that. Yeah. You you didn't have freedom. They call that bait and switch, but you're in Mexico. Right. So it's not illegal. <laughs> it's just standard. Yeah, it's just right? standard. And and so, you know, here they, they are now affecting every single customer from that point on. Every single customer now gets a different experience because one customer ran them through the ringer. So, th- so they've made a, 
they, they've made a process for everybody over the issues that they had with one, right? Well, parallel it to my business. I had a customer not pay me. I had a customer threaten to take me to court, right? Whenever I pushed back on them not paying me and, and you know, told them that I was going to put a lien on their property and all of this stuff. And now they're threatening to, well, maybe we need to go to court about this. No, let's you, go, yeah, let's go. Cause let's go. I've got your permission to do the work right here yeah. where you guarantee, you know, all this stuff. What if I went into every customer interaction expecting that every customer was going to treat me that way? Do you think my customers would have a good experience? Absolutely not. No. Like they, they would hate it. They, I, I would look like the biggest asshole out there. Right. So, um, the very next day, we went golfing, and we were talking about this before First the show. First off, I have a few more questions about the voting. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what, what do you got? I just, first off, a general blanket statement. If you're from Australia, first off, you let your government take all your guns from you, right? and you're scared to death anyway, Yeah. so that guy's obviously it, a puss. It did not surprise me at all where he says, we don't have to make decisions anymore. We're married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We I, don't have I to get make it. any decisions anymore. We let the government- We let the government make it for them, us. Yeah. Right. Oh, how'd that work out during COVID? Right. No one worked for like three years, and they're all no one, no one has any money. Right. Two, if you're from Australia, why the fuck would you go to Cancun? Like 90% of the population in Australia lives on the coasts. Yeah. Why would you go to Cancun? Couldn't tell you. Third, you should have told that guy to shut his fucking mouth is what you should have told him in you know, front of everybody. If it would, if it had been on the return trip, why? maybe. Oh, is he going to wh- whoop your ass? No, no. There was. I was trying to find the balance between like pushing back mm. the rightful way that I should, but also not ruining the experience for my wife. And so, first trying off, to navigate that. He, that doesn't work because for she was already it was over for her. She <laughs> it was, was ruined already. It was ruined already. You might have, <laughs> we talk about burning bridges. You should have just set that motherfucker on fire, man. Like it is over. We are. I'm going. This whole thing is going down in a blaze of glory. I mean, you should have berated that guy, the woman. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, dude, once it's on, it's over. Yeah. You might as well just, you're on vacation. Well, that's so, like the one place you can get away with that stuff. So we had already like done at the. home doesn't work. The, we had already done the island tour. This was the t- second of three things that we were doing. The third was the parasailing. And boy, my, my, uh, you know, excitement level for parasailing after this <laughs> was like there was, in the had, toilet. There, I'm like, a win-win for you. Right. I'm like, great. We went from being cows to now being cows on a leash. We're literally tied to the boat and being flung up into the air yeah, on this parachute. The guy's, the guy's literally thinking, we should cut this fucking rope on this guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You tell him that you mooed him out of a Yeah, work? I started mooing. I'm like, my <laughs> fucking cow, moo. Yeah. yeah. So the next day, we, uh, me and two of the other guys that were on the strip, <clears throat> we went golfing at uh, the uh, nice course in Cancun, right? And this is not cheap. Um, it was $800 for the three of us to play a round of golf. Yeah. And that included, uh, so the, the course, your green fee uh, covers all the food and all, all you can drink. Yeah, probably okay. 250 a person. Um, and then club rental. We had to rent clubs because we didn't bring our clubs down there. Yeah. Uh, club rental was $25. So Yeah. And my clubs ain't cool. So it's like the clubs I rented were a lot better than I, my clubs. I took mine to Cabo, but back then you could, I mean, you could fly your clubs on United for like ten bucks. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm throwing a bang tangle. Right. So we get um, we we booked our green fees online, um, 
you could not rent clubs online. Like all you could do is just reserve your green fee, and then they would handle club rental when you got there. Yeah, I probably got seven hundred bags of clubs. So we get there, and we literally step out of the taxi, and the marshal starts grilling us, asking for our handicap, which I've never been asked what my handicap is going to a golf club. Just say twenty. I and mean, so, I know that's forty. It's probably really right. thirty or forty. But. No, we. I mean, we're honest, right? So, uh, the John, one of the guys that we were with us, he's the better golfer in the group. He says he's about a fifteen to eighteen handicap. Yeah. I said Decent. I'm about a thirty handicap, right? If I'm if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm I'm being honest. I'm a thirty. The other guy in our group, it was literally his second time playing golf ever in his life. So he, was like, he uh, doesn't have a handicap. Like it's his second time ever playing, right? Yeah. And so the guy starts saying, he says, well, I'm on a level with you guys. We're, a, we're like a PGA course. And now he's doing, I, I don't have a Spanish accent, but he's doing all this with a heavy Spanish did accent. You say, did you say, dude, people are on vacation down here to play golf and have fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no one's traveling to Cancun just it, to golf. And he says, we're really busy, so I'm really concerned about the pace of play, and I'm just not sure you guys are going to be able to keep up. And we're like, don't worry, we'll be fine. And then... He starts saying, well, we got some narrow holes, like hole one, or the road's right next to it, and if you hit a car, you got to pay for that car. Like He says, we don't have insurance. <laughs> Fuck right, you don't yeah. have insurance. My Actually, ass. Now, granted, your insurance wouldn't cover it if I hit a windshield of a car it's anyway. It's Mexico, so... <laughs> I mean, they probably don't have to have insurance. Yeah. Well, they just go to the Walgreens. I need, like, a one-side-view door. Right. <laughs> $35. <laughs> so, he starts peppering us and peppering us and peppering us. And and then, finally, when well, like he realizes we're pushing back, like you're not gonna scare us away from playing golf, dude. Yeah. Like this ain't fucking spring break. I get it. That you probably have people come down here on spring break and yeah. crash golf carts and whatever else. So when he finally like lets us play, we've already paid, by the way. Um, oh, you had paid before all of this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have told him. We to paid the, the green fees. Up. We hadn't paid for our. Our bag rental and we stuff work like that. On, we got to work on your attitude. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> it needs to be worse. Then he starts telling us that, you know, it's, he says it's pretty common for guys to go into the clubhouse at the turn and, you know, grab drinks and, and snacks and everything else. And I know that, you know, drinks and snacks are included, but he says, I don't want you guys going into the clubhouse on the turn because, again, pace of play is really important. And we're like... Okay. Thing is, you guys just got there, so he's making all these wild assumptions. Yeah, like we've literally walked ten feet from the cab to where he's at. Yeah, and that's it, right? So we're like, okay, whatever. We didn't push back on that at that moment. So we go in, we rent our clubs, gets them all set up and everything. He watches us all tee off with arms folded, like I'm watching you guys. You right? Hit him with a golf ball. So I we all... dropped another ball and been like, I'm playing two today, but. <laughs> <laughs> So we all we all tee off. All three of us have decent tee off shots. I mean, it's, it's nice. Yeah. And and so then three times in the course of the first five holes, he comes to us and he starts questioning us about our pace of play. Now on the front of the golf cart, every hole's got yeah. how many minutes it should take, right? Yeah. We are nine min in five holes. We are nine minutes ahead of what it suggests for the pace of play. On top of that. We're waiting on a threesome in front of us. We're a threesome. We're waiting on a threesome in front of us. There's a foursome in front of them that yeah. they're waiting on. There's a foursome behind us that is not waiting on us, right? Yeah. He keeps peppering us and keeps peppering us. And finally, we started, like, telling him, like, dude, we all paid the same green fees. Like, we're, we're having fun. Leave us alone. 
So then we come off a nine. And the threesome in front of us was in the clubhouse getting food and drinks. Yeah. I'll be damned if we're not going to go in the clubhouse. I I mean, we paid for them, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. So we pull up our golf carts and we go into the clubhouse to get food and drinks. He stops us and says, hey, I thought I told you guys not to go into the clubhouse to get food and drinks. And we said, hey, I'm pretty sure our green fee covers unlimited food and unlimited drinks. And I'll be damned if I'm going to pay over $300 for a round of golf and not get some food and drinks at the turn. Besides, the group that we're waiting on is in there right now. Yeah. So he backed off a little bit, right? Then we get to hole 10. We watched the guy. We, we had to wait on the guys in front of us. We yeah. watched so them tee off. Sitting in the cart waiting. Yeah. Sitting yeah. in the cart waiting. Watch the guys tee off. That's my favorite part of the game, by the way, is hole 10 because you're just trying to, you're just slamming beers. Yeah. You're like, I'm just waiting. Just... So they're up. And, and the guys in front of us were maybe slightly lower skill level than we were. Their, so their tee shots were not going as far as ours. So we like we had to, you know, it's kind of nice when you have a group in front of you where they outdrive what you can do. So yeah. like you can be teeing off when they're on their yeah. second shot. Well, they were like they were in our landing zone. So yeah. we, we had to wait for them to hit their second shot before we could. First tee off. off, golf etiquette for all of you idiots out there. Right. It you wait for them to hit their second shots and then you hit your shot. Right. So we're literally waiting <laughs> for all of them to hit their second shot. And here comes the marshal again on hole 10. And he's like, guys, if you're not going to shoot, then I'm going to have to let this group behind you play through. And um, John, the other guy that we were with, he said, hey, wait, isn't that other group behind us a foursome? And he says, yeah. And he goes, since when is ever a foursome allowed to play through a threesome, especially two groups of threesomes in front of Zero. them? Zero. And, and he said, you know, John told him, he's like, we're not – we're not letting anybody play through. We're waiting on them. If you want us to hit right now, we would hit them. So if you want us to hit right now, that's on you. Or we can wait and do the right thing. And so from that point on, he pretty much let us go. He still kept an eye on us, but he quit talking to us from that point on. Like we flat out told him yeah. it ain't happening, right? But again, it's yet again another experience where they are peppering new customers simply because at some point in the past, they had other customers abuse the system or, or whatever the case may be. And and I get putting in some rules that help kind of guide things along, but don't destroy the customer experience because a prior customer, you know, took advantage of the situation. Yeah. First off, I love playing golf. I like to play a lot of golf. I haven't been lately, but <clears throat> there's nothing worse than having a round of golf ruined this is gonna make me sound so uppity and i'm not no like i'm super redneck golf is a mental sport yeah but i like to go but when people in behind you are hitting into you when the marshal's on your ass when you're having to wait yeah it ruins it yeah man if that guy though like the third time that guy to come up to me that'd have been it yeah i mean that i would have ate his fucking ass and they would have either kicked me out of there right we'd have been in blows right there in the golf course well so like when you talk about ruining like <clears throat> trying to equate it to something else like for golf i can't imagine very many scenarios where something else would ruin my day more than that right you know what i mean like yeah. in the world of golf that's like pretty much the worst thing that and you can, can have happen. a bad day and keep hitting a bunch of bad shots but that's, that's just comes with the territory that doesn't ruin your experience that just means you suck yeah and you can suck and have fun i re- <laughs> I do. <laughs> Mitch and I went and played one time. Do you remember the time that we went and played with Ryan Farrell at uh, over off of, you know where the Walmart and the Lowe's is, 
off of I-70. The old Crackerneck golf course? No, not Crackerneck. I think it started with a B. Anyway, I see Mitch. They had 18 holes, and then they crammed 18 holes into nine holes for a development. I saw Mitch hit a dead slice. It went out 150 yards, took an immediate left-hand turn, and hit a golf cart with two dudes sitting, sitting. Basically, I think one guy was leaning on the I cart. I remember that, yep. No one could hit anything, but we had the most fun. I mean, yep. that doesn't ruin a round of golf. But nope. when someone is berating you. Might have ruined their round of golf. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. And everyone at the, on the tee box is like, do you think that's going to hit? No, it's not going to hit. No, I think that's going to hit. It keeps yeah. curving. Four, I mean, people are literally, I mean, and it sounded like a gunshot when right. he hit that cart. Bam. That guy didn't even give a shit. He was like, turns around. <laughs> Waves a little bit. Like, I mean, all right. You think about it. Your odds are he getting hit by a golf ball are pretty rare, even on a golf course. Yeah, they are. So, but I mean, even stuff like that, when no one hits the fairway, yeah, you're still having a good time with your buddies. Yep. You know, and then for something like that, it just ruins the entire experience. Yep. You know. Well, I mean, that uh, very similar incidents to what you just talked about happened to us on this course. The threesome in front of us. Uh, this was a par three, fairly long par three, like hundred and. 70-yard, 180-yard par three. Um, and uh, the tee box for the next hole was about 20 or 30 yards back from the green and behind a whole bunch of trees. And so you see the – and we didn't know this. They don't have a course map in the golf carts. And so – they, fl- they just have flip books? No. They don't even have flip books? They have, they have an image for each individual hole, but you don't know how one hole interplays with another hole. Oh, really? And so um, this was a hole that had water on the left and in like taking up like half of the fairway on the left is a par three. So it's not really fairway, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's a little bit longer of a par three. Well, um, the tee box for the next hole was like 150 yards from our tee box and in on the right side of the fairway. So when we thought they went around the trees, we didn't realize they were going around the trees and back towards us and right behind those trees. And so, um, I shot second and I shank one into the trees and I'm thinking, fuck, that's a lost ball, right? Well, one of the other guys shoots one, hits it a little bit farther than I do, but shanks it into the trees. And we're like, God damn it. I think we just lost two balls. Like, let's go look for them. We go to look for them. They're on the tee box. One of them is on the freaking tee box, like three feet from the guy's teeing off. <laughs> That's his, right? Yeah. Mine, I'm pretty sure landed in the middle of them, and they probably got mad and chucked it because uh, I never found mine, and the woods were not like that thick. They were thick enough to where you couldn't see the guys <laughs> on the tee box, yeah. but they weren't thick enough to where you couldn't find the ball. <laughs> and so, but but even after an incident like that, those guys were cool. Yeah, they, they were they, like, hey, dude, hey, they, your ball's over here. Once they realized, like, crap, this tee box is kind of in the wrong spot. And and for the guys being a similar skill level to us. They probably didn't give a shit. They were playing from the expert tees. And, probably shouldn't have been. And Yeah, so <laughs> that expert tee put them right back into there, right? So we were playing from the golds, and we were not in that same zone when we teed off. But... I mean, even for an incidence like that, it didn't ruin their day. It didn't ruin, like, we were, no. we apologized. Sorry, guys, we didn't even know there was a tee box over here. There's no course maps on the yeah. thing, you know. And so they totally understood. Later on, like four or five holes later, we ran out of balls. <laughs> and they, they donated a couple of balls to us. So we had a guy with us that it was his second time ever playing golf. So, I mean, come on. I, this would have been a perfect undercover boss episode if you were just... 
I actually own this. Course. I actually own this course. You're like Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh my God. So you know the meme that's going around right now with Tiger Woods and John Daly looking at each other. Oh yeah. Oh, that was totally I've seen, us. I've seen it 15 times. Yeah. Like it's just new captions every time it comes yeah. by. I'm like, I'm. I shared it to the two guys we played golf with, and I said the Cancun Marshal, and then <laughs> and then us. It was John Daly. So that's good. Like. I, and what's funny is this golf course perimeters the lagoon where we did the boating thing the day before. Um, and, and so I'm like, I'll be damned if these, if the, if the if tour the guide lagoon is going to fuck me. Right. Well, I'm like the, the, I, I think the boat tour guide must be like brothers with this court marshal yeah, or, like, or course marshal. Hey, hey, this, that's what they're doing. They're watching cross records. Like, yeah. no, Hey, watch out for this fucking guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a troublemaker. <laughs> he drove that boat 10 foot to the left instead of going straight. Right. Yeah. Oh my God! Veered off to the left just slightly. Mm. So yeah, I mean, did, now granted, did it completely like I wasn't going to allow those things to ruin my vacation or anything else. No. But um, I haven't done. I haven't left a, a review with the water sports company yet. However, I would. We were in. We were literally in the clubhouse after we finished eighteen, getting more beers and having some more food. Yeah. And again. It's it's bragged about when you buy your green fee, all the beer and all you can eat, it's all included, right? Yeah. So um, uh, we're literally in the clubhouse and we're like fuming, and we're we're writing them a bad review on Google, like yeah. right then and there, right? Well, I start trolling through some of the other reviews. Same thing. A couple of weeks prior to us being there, they did the exact same thing to a husband and wife, and they 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 convinced the husband not to play. Well, when the wife wanted to play. They said, well, this is a men's only course. Okay. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are we back in the 50s? Wow. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So uh, there were there were several reviews about them, yeah. like, really hassling everybody about their, their handicap. Do they just count so, on people like, this is like, they're only going to see these people once because of just the nature of it being, probably. like, you know, vacations? So it's like, you know what? They're not coming back, so they're not going to see him ever again. There's a, there's a lot of businesses that operate that way, mm-hmm. and and in this day and it, like you could do that in the 80s, mm-hmm. you could do that in the 90s, well, you no could social, do that in the early 2000s. There's no social media, right? Now you're getting crushed. Now, how many courses are in Cancun? I don't know. You just saw the one and did it. Yeah. I mean, if there's five and that one's shitty, well, guess which one's getting out first? Right. You know, that I mean, people it, don't want to go to. It was a nice course. Had a lot of iguanas and gators on it, but it was a nice course. Yeah. So Dude, I, got a, I got a nice selfie with a gator in the background. That's like the complete opposite. Like when Jenny and I went to Cabo, she doesn't play golf. Right. But I do. So I'm like, oh, well, let's go play. So we played a couple of courses, right? Like literally on the first tee, we go up there and the marshal comes up there and he's like, okay, hey, look, listen, we don't drive on the cart path here. You drive your ball. Right. He said, if it goes in the desert, don't go get it. <laughs> if you run out of balls, stop someone, they'll give you more balls. Right. You know, he said, uh, is, is your wife playing? I said, no. So so if your wife doesn't play, it's like $30, but it's all you can drink for them too. Oh, yeah. So she wanted to drive and drink. Well, she made it about four and a half holes before I had to drive the cart. <laughs> well done, Janine. Well done. Literally, she almost flipped it over a sand trap. I was like, babe, like, stop. I got it. But literally, like he would drive, he would drive up and, be in, and say, hey, is the beer cart coming by enough? Yeah. You know, and so instead of making it frustrating 
he added to the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and we talk about that all the time on the show is you're not just doing the job. No. I mean, there are certain companies that just do the job. You're adding to the experience. Yeah. And especially when you're first starting out, that's what you're doing. And you're adding to the experience. Like my example was I got along, like all my customers loved me. Yep. Like it didn't matter what I did, what went wrong, how many, if I, even if I told them, Hey, I can't make it, it's going to be the next day or the next day. It didn't matter. My skill set was my bonus skill set, as I called it was my customers just loved me and I was friends with them no matter what. Yep. Well, that's how this guy was when we played golf there. He, yeah. Everyone was his friend. He personally made an effort to make your experience better than it should have been. Right. Even though it was great to start out. You know what's crazy? You know, and I'll remember that. I, I don't remember all the holes we played, and I don't. but I remember that guy. I remember what his face looked like. I remember having a great time there. Yep. I mean, and both. And that was 18 years ago. No. No, we went to Cancun when we got married. Ah. So it was probably, this was probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Right? Well, 12 years ago. Still, 10 but years still, ago. still, 12 years ago. And I remember everything about that guy and the experience we had, not necessarily the golf that was played. Right. Or what the course was like. You know, I remember having a great experience and having fun with my wife and that guy, you know, lending himself to our experience. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And what's crazy <laughs> is this Marshall could have done the same thing. And if he would have aided, like, I'm huge on tipping. I I can't stand tipping people for just doing their job, but I will tip very well for people that add to my experience. Yeah. Every time. Every yeah. single time. And so um, this guy could have been that. This guy could have been taking the exact same thing of, you know, instead of saying, like, I don't know if you should play here because, I mean, heck, hole one's got a road next to it. He could have literally achieved the exact same objective by saying you're going to have a lot of fun be a little careful on hole one don't go don't go hard on like right off the tee shot on hole one because we do have a road next to it so maybe play a little conservative we got 11 holes with water so make sure you get enough balls in the clubhouse like like he could have been he could have given us all the exact same warnings but in a supportive way rather than in a way that, like, chastised us and, and questioned whether we should even be there. And we try to talk about – I mean, it's hard for people to change their personalities. But, <clears throat> like, say that guy – say I was that guy and I was seriously worried about pace of play. I could just come up to you guys and be like, okay, guys, look. You told me you're handicapped. Two of you really suck. Okay? Yeah. Watch the road. If you hit it in the road, don't go look for it. Yeah. Pretend like you didn't hit it into the fucking road and just throw one out of your pocket over here and do this. <laughs> and then even if he came up to you three holes later and was like, like the first thing he I would say would be like, are you guys having to wait? Right. Or are we, you know, put it on the next. It's hard for people to change their personality. But when you're in the service industry, yeah, you have to be conscious of it. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not saying go in there and kiss all your customers asses all the time and do this, but. If you can be conscious of what and how you say it to people, despite the situation, you know, think of it before you just start running your mouth. Right. You know, and maybe you'll learn a little bit of that salesmanship and you'll learn a bit of that, you know, what customers you can joke with. Like, you know, when I'm working on the heating and cooling and the guy comes out and he's like, hey, you know, 
um, I don't wash it out, you know, that much. I know what customers I can say, hey, man, I know what it's like being lazy. Yeah. You know, like I can, you can read those customers after you yep. – or, or you know the customers that you have to say, hey, don't worry about it, man. We all get busy. I don't wash my own out. Right. You know, you, right. That's you what you pay me for. You have to be conscious of how you talk to people yep. in those in all of those different service situations. Yeah. Yeah. What's crazy so. is like – so at this resort that we were at – I mean, we were told over and over and over, do not tip, do not tip, do not tip. And and at the price we paid for the resort, you know, I didn't tip, right? But we had I amazing... Tip anyway. Yeah. I, I never really, like... Two bucks, three bucks, five bucks. Yeah. Who cares? If if somebody would have made me really strong drinks, I probably would, would have tipped, but we never really got... I mean, there were copious amounts. There were endless drinks, but they were never yeah. super strong. Yeah. But, I mean, we still got you just, you really, really good service. You got to grab that bottom of that bottle and push up a little bit. Just, well... Looking back on it, I should have tipped first. I should have gone to the bar and slid a five out there and said, I want three, make them strong. Yeah, when you go to <laughs> bracelet resorts, like I call them, when it's all-inclusive, yeah, yeah. you tip anyway. And well, so, just like, they're just like... So that was the thing with ours, is there's at this resort, there's no bracelet. Everybody <clears throat> had the same oh, amenities. inclusive-only resort. Yes, and um, your key card got you into... Um, like we were the preferred members, right? Yeah, so whatever. your key card got you into all of the, the places where you should be. But if, if you were in there, they assumed you were supposed to be there and no yeah. questions asked. So, and heck, we were using our key card to get other people into the preferred places. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you want to check this pool out? Like nobody's in it because it's the preferred pool. You want to check it out? Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> get in, you know? When we, when we were at Sakaba, we met some people that were, there were two couples from here and we met them and we all got drunk one night and we were like, they were like, let's go to the room. We'll smoke cigars and drink to get in this and that. Well, it was 24-hour uh, food. So oh, the yeah. one girl gets on the phone. And she's like, we room want service. three things of fajitas and eight tacos. <laughs> and the lady's like, is it just the two of you in your room? And they're like, no, they're having a party. And, 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 the, and she didn't even ask, you know, yeah. is everyone else wearing a bracelet? I, I don't remember if we were wearing bracelets there or not. I think we were. But, yeah, they just roll in like four carts of food, yep. you know, just – but um, that's just part of it, you know. Yeah. Make the experience good. If they order eighteen things of fajitas at midnight, just take them up there. Well, and, and think about it. Who's going to brag about their their experience with you? The people who had a good experience, yeah. right? This is the freest advertising you can get ever. Yeah. So well, if you're new in business and you're worried about how much you're spending on advertising, all it takes is literally treating your current customers like they're gold and let them advertise for you. Yeah. It costs you nothing. We talk about that a lot. So the the two, the two type of cust- there's three type of customers basically. There's the ones that had a great experience, promoters, ones that had a super bad experience and then just the run of the mills. Yeah. The run of the mills even if you did what you were supposed to and it was a fair price they will probably not advertise for you because you didn't go over the top. Now, well, if someone were to ask them, "Hey, you know, who do you use for your who AC? Who do you use? Oh, I use this guy. That, you know, yeah. they did good. They were fair. But they're not going to go out of their way right. to say at they're at the bar eating dinner or getting drinks before dinner, and they hear someone next to them say, "Oh, yeah, we had to have our AC in this." They're not the ones that you've gone over the top for. They're going to say, "Hey, you know, I use this guy." Right. And people aren't even going to ask them. They're just going to give out your information all the time. Yep. Yep. Free advertising. All the questions, 
all the questions we get, the majority of the questions are, how do we create sales leads? Yeah. How do we drive business? How do we do this without spending X amount of dollars? Well, we talk about it all the time. Literally just today. Um, So while I was gone on vacation, one of my plumbers went to go auger a drain line. And the drain line would not open for him. He flooded the house. No, no, no. Oh, not same guy. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> drain line would not open, and so we <clears throat> referred him off to another company that we we refer to every now and then. Um, that they have a little bit more capabilities for jetting and and some other things, right? They're a bigger company. Bigger augers and a jetter and a trailer jetter probably or something. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so we referred them to them. And the the neat thing about this other company is they're going to go in and they're going to kind of start from scratch and then kind of go from there, right? Yeah. And so they started <clears throat> from scratch and they augered it and got the line open right away. And it doesn't mean we did anything wrong. Sometimes lines just do that on on the plumbing side of things. Sometimes lines are clogged in a way where the auger will go right through the clog and right back over and over and over, and the clog is soft enough it's self-sealing. that it seals itself right back up, yeah. right? And so we've been on the other side of that, where another plumber has augered it and was unsuccessful, and we show up and do our normal thing, and it just pops right open, and we look like heroes, and we didn't really do anything yeah, different. Yeah, the water right? just ate at it for a little while, and yeah. it gave way. Right. Yeah. And so and this, PVC is bad about that. Yeah. PVC will be super sticky and gritty, and then a little bit of water sits in there, and it's been worked up, and then two hours later, boom, it's gone. Gone. Well, uh, so the customer, um, they they called up, and they were a little upset that they paid us money and then had to pay this other company money, and they didn't get any results from us. And um, depending on how the customer handles that, I always handle that you know, case by case. Well, in this case, um, I, you know, heard the customer out and, and I was able to follow up with the other company to find out what they did and everything else. They didn't do anything special. It wasn't like they needed bigger extra equipment or anything else. And so I happily refunded the guy almost all of his money. I, I, did, I did not refund him our service charge for coming out and like diagnosing stuff. Um, but I refunded him the money for augering the line and I refunded him the money that we charged for pulling and resetting the toilet that we had to to auger the line. And, and it was simply because, like, he did not get results. You pay for results, yeah. you didn't get results, right? He ended that phone call with, he says, I'd heard nothing but great things about you guys. Um, everybody in our neighborhood seems to like you, and now I know why. You guys are a really stand-up, comp- stand-up organization, stand-up company, and, and I will happily <clears throat> refer you to anybody that asks about a plumber. Yeah. And it's a guy that we didn't even fix his problem. Well, and, and the thing is... A way to look at that is you spent money on advertising in that situation. You know what I mean? Right. You My ad spend was giving him his money back. Yeah. Your ad spend, exactly, was giving him – just think about that. Yeah. I mean, if he gives your number out to five people, that's better than probably a commercial on the radio right. for 30 seconds, five times a week for one week. Right. You know? It's the, it's the same if, thing. And if that guy – and if those people give out five – Right. We talk about it all the time. The customer experience is what's going to drive your sales. Yeah. Yeah. It's Give the customers simple. an amazing experience and you won't have to spend near as much on advertising. That's right. So. Wrap it up, Mitch. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the show. We're right at about an hour. We try to keep these things to an hour. God, so I'm tired of talking to you today. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys saw value in this show or if you think our stories are funny or whatever, uh, do us a favor. If you're watching on YouTube, give this thing a thumbs up. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, 
please do us a favor and go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Even if you don't want to watch us on YouTube, we're trying to get our subscriber level up there a little bit. Um, and then um, uh, feel free to share the show with anybody who you think might see value from this show. So uh, until next time, guys, we will see you later. Peace.